everyone. It's Dave and Jeff. It is November 10th, 2021. This town, maybe it's everywhere, Dave. Is it everywhere where people can't drive in the dark? You told us the other day. You said on Monday would be the beginning of the time where it proves that people cannot drive in the it's dark. Unbelievable. And you know what? I drive a lot. Yeah, so maybe so I'm does just... everybody else. See, that's what I was wondering. People drive at night all the time. Now, all of a sudden, you can't drive when it gets dark the first week. You can't figure it out. Usually from Carlsbad to Eastlake. I couldn't be going any further north or any far, further south. Day in and day out. It usually takes me to get down here 45 minutes. Yeah. Hour and a half in tonight. That's insane. I Wait. I had only gotten to the eight. <laughs> I'd only gotten to the eight. It took me two and a half hours to get down here. Remember the question the other night? Does traffic affect your mood? Yes. <laughs> uh, it's just so stupid. Look, there, there's a million things in this town that are 100% stupid. God, just stay home. Like, uh, Honestly thing is, more people are supposed to be working from home than ever before, but it doesn't feel like it, does it? Well, not since Monday. <laughs> I, it, like, really, I was laughing tonight. I, a, why we even changed the clocks, I have no idea. It accomplishes nothing. I thought we were getting rid of it. They did vote to get rid of it. The yeah. thing is, I love daylight savings time. You're like, well, leave it here all year. I'm all for adjusting the clocks year-round in that direction, just so we have sun in the afternoon so your kids can go out and play. Yeah, well, yeah, that's where it should be. And it's just, I've never seen a bigger group of nervous Nellies than the ones that are out on the freeway right now. So stupid. And it'd be one thing, Dave, if you drive by and Jimmy Betancourt's on the side of the road and there's accidents, that happens. And then you go, man, I just hope everybody's okay. There's nothing. I did not see one accident. I get on the airport or on the freeway at Palomar Airport Road and I take it all the way down yeah. to Orange Avenue. I didn't see one accident. I just saw everybody 10 o'clock, 2 o'clock. So, so scary. Ah, <laughs> oh, so stupid. And then, and I tell you what, there are things that disappoint you in life. Yeah. And then it's Magnitude by Steve Woods. Yes. How about this guy? How well, about Mr. Man of the People? Okay. What do you make of him tonight? I think he's uh, he's one of San Diego's most favorite people, but I think he stepped on his dick tonight. He did, right? Yes. Yeah. So I I think all of us understand because we talk about it uh, when we talk about Kyle Fluger and promoting your website, yeah. increasing your brand. We've got buddies that do a really good job of it. First one that comes to mind, if I said promoting your brand, who does it better than anybody we know? Woods does a great job. No. Oh, I think Woods Woods is, in a short time that he's been in San Diego, has become a cult hero. Nobody promotes their brand better than Sean Walchef. In oh, this absolutely. I think he just made Sean's day right there. Well, he does it. He does it really, really well. And he has made Cali Barbecue, through hard work, a name in town. Yeah, it used to be a breakfast restaurant. Very good breakfast place. But he has done, Sean's done an outstanding job of building his brand and eclipsing a couple other people that probably had a bigger name two, three years ago. Yeah. And now I think people look at Sean at least as equals or if not first above other places in town. That's a huge credit to him. When I look at Dave, local sports in this town, we have the Padres. We talked about it the other night. 
And we have the Gulls, we have the Soccers, we have the Seals. I've been to all three and had a great time with all three. But what I look at is there's a major difference between major league sports and minor league sports. And I look at the Aztecs and I put them in the minor leagues too because they're Mountain West. You're right. And I think if I worked for those teams, I would be doing everything I can to get as many people in the doors every night that I can. That's the whole idea. I think the Gulls have done a really, really outstanding job of building their fan base by doing really fun promotions, whether it's $2 beer night or other things. Gulls have done an outstanding job connecting with millennials, for lack of a better term. Getting people, if you go down there, a lot of the people you see look like college kids. Yeah. And that, I think that's brilliant. Get those people in, they spend money, they get hooked, they tell their friends. Soccers, I don't feel like have connected quite no. at that level. And I've only been to one SEALs game. I can't speak to them, but I had a really fun time. I was like, going to ask you, did you have a good time? Great time. How long is the game? Three hours? Two hours? I didn't feel like that. I felt like about two. Okay. Because most indoor sports around two outside of hockey, right? Yeah. Hockey is a three-hour sport because you have the intermissions. Two and change. Yeah, yeah. Two and, about two. You're out, you're out of there in two and a half for, for NHL. For, for NHL? Yeah. I thought NHL was a three-hour three hour deal. No, you're, you're out there in two and a half because it's 20-minute periods and 18-minute intermissions. So, yeah, not bad. But the NBA is, what, 48 minutes. The NBA lasts about two and a half hours. Yeah, the NBA for me was about two. But anyways, circling back to the SEALs. If, if I'm the SEALs, I'm doing everything I can um, to, to fit the Gulls business plan of getting the millennials in the building, the younger crowd, because they probably have in this town the best... Le- highest level of disposable income Yeah, outside of the people that you know, are really making it. So when certain people are reaching out, I would look at it and I, I thought of two people tonight driving down here because knowing what we were going to cover, there's kind of two people that I would look at and say, man, these are people I want in my building on a regular night because they have a huge social media following. And when they're there, they send the message like, this is a place I want to be. On the guy side, number one for me vote is Ryan Cohen. Okay. Ryan Cohen, to me, every time you see him at a Padre game, kid's having a blast. He's on the scoreboard. He's dancing. I don't think Ryan's ever had a bad day. And if I was the Seals or the Soccers or the Gulls to a certain extent, I'd be like, hey, Ryan, come down here. Because we want to see if we can give you the same level of fun that you're having at the Padres, and we want you to tell the people that follow you this is a place to be because you are. Your guy's got influence in this town. He'd be on the guy's side. On the girl's side, it'd be without a doubt Michelle, Miss Pirate. Yeah. Because she's another one that checks the box that you go, she never looks like she's had a bad day. No. And listen, if you're guys and there's a beautiful girl and she's down at that game and she's having fun, for every two tickets you give Michelle, you're going to sell 50. It's pretty good, I think, right? Yeah, Michelle is does a great job promoting Padre baseball. All or, the time. As a sports fan, without a doubt. Uh, promoting the goals, right? Yeah. So tonight, I'm hanging out, and I'm getting ready to head down here, and I see this is what she posted tonight on social media. 
She said, hey, Seals, I love you all, but I'm getting frustrated. I bought opening tickets as soon as you posted them. And you've had my money since July 14th. This sounds like something you'd write. This is you complaining that, hey, where's I gave you my money. Right. Where's my shit? For whatever reason at that time, you decided to use Fivo. I'm not familiar with I that. I don't either. Which said I would hear from a rep in 48 hours. Instead, not hearing anything, I decided to reach out. Finally got somebody to get back to me, and they tell me that, in fact, I won't get the tickets until 48 hours of the game, but that they're for sure legit. Yet now, you continue to doing the same promo using the legit access site, AXS. That's where we get all our tickets from Staples Center, where people know the seats. They're getting and receiving them right away, as well as offering additional promos to get people to buy opening day tickets Yet here I am, my money taken and still ticketless until at the very earliest, December 1st. That's another three weeks out when I bought tickets as soon as they were available for purchase. Now, yes. I'm the SEALs. I look at that, I go, we got a huge problem. That's somebody that we want to like our product. We failed. She's upset. We got to win her back. You couldn't ask for a bigger fan. She bought them the second they went on sale. Right. So I know a guy who works for the SEALs. I do too. Who do you know? Stephen Woods. Son of a gun. First guy I thought of. He's the only guy we know. That's not true. You know someone else works for the SEALs? Two more people. So actually three. No way. You know uh, two of them. I do. Yep. But I'm thinking of the guy who's the voice of the team. And that's Steve Woods. Yes. Guy wears a purple jacket like he's Chuck Foreman in the Vikings Hall of Fame. Three different times he blew his voice out because he can't figure out how to do it. While Craig Elston laughs at him and Brian Maine. <laughs> but Steve's coming off a big week. Last week they had their charity golf tournament, yeah. a chance where so many people came out, spent money. And he's a guy... Very quickly, we'll tell you he's a man of the people. I've heard that a lot. You and I remember many nights where we won't go too far down the road where we got calls from Paul Rindle saying, hey, man, you better get down to the downtown bus station. He's taking the first ticket to nowhere. We got down there. He's playing that shitty little ukulele, singing whoever knows what. We put him back together. Yeah. We don't brag about it, but Humpty we did. Dumpty. Humpty Dumpty is right. So I reach out to the man of the people tonight. I go, hey, look, he knows Michelle. Yeah, this is ridiculous. Kid's been waiting since July. You're going to drag her out for five months. Steve, get it fixed. You can fix this. Yeah, one call. <laughs> one, one text. He doesn't even have to talk to anybody. He's got kids. Guess what this son of a gun says, Dave? Not my job. Holy cow. I believe he said, you want to say exactly what he said? Watch. Go ahead. Not my job. I'm talent. Talent. Bub. He wrote bub. I couldn't get it all out without laughing. How pathetic. Have you ever told anybody your talent? No. I've also never told anybody that's not my job. Do you remember, <laughs> do you remember on our business cards that would say talent? We yeah. hated it. We just said, just write talk show host. Yeah. Don't put talent. Yeah, put communication. It's embarrassing. Yeah. Do anything. Not my so, job, bub. I'm talent. So, 
Andrew Mazon works over there. We know Andrew. Yeah. Uh, Mike Grace. Mike Grace, who worked for the pods. And when we announced our charity event yeah. back on August 1st of 2018, no lie, the first person to email me was Mike Grace from the SEALs before they had even cut the ribbon Yeah, and said, we're in. And man, they were outstanding. Treated us great. And I went out there. Mike got, uh, my kids and I set up with tickets. We had an absolute blast. And then there were a couple other uh, people that we met from the marketing team that came out to the event. That's right. I do know a few And people. they were great. Yeah, I do So know the SEALs people. have been great. Yes. So Andrew Mazon, we love him. Great yep. dude. Mike Grace is fantastic. And a couple others. Something has happened. There has been a breakdown in communication. This is not anything where we have to go down and throw tomatoes at the window. We do, just need do some. Do they have windows? They have an office right next to the old trophies. Oh, no way. Yeah, they're down there. Dude, I haven't been over there in forever. Right. These are all good people, and they're doing good things. And I really thought, especially with Michelle being somebody that we all love, she's not out there complaining or bitching. She's out there with her pup, hanging out. And boy, T-Rex arms, Steve Woods himself couldn't do anything <laughs> to extend a hand to help. So I told Michelle, I said, we'll reach out to the SEALs. We'll make sure it gets resolved. And if you work for the, you should say, yeah, we want her in the building a lot. We want her happy. She's cool. Here's some gear. Here's some tickets, right? Yeah. Parking pass. A chance to meet John Schaefer. That's who I'll reach out to. Isn't Schaefer the, Woods is the PA guy. I think Schaefer's their play-by-play guy. Is that true? Yeah. Are you just making shit up? No, I think John's their play-by-play guy. I'm going to reach out to Jimmy Russell and, and John Schaefer. Do, okay, hold on. I don't mean, I'm not being a dick when I say this. Do they have a radio deal? No, I think John did their games for Channel 5. Oh, the games were on Fox 5? Yeah, they had about 10 games on there. Oh, shit. Sorry. All right. But uh, listen. What you, game is she trying to go to? I'm looking at the schedule right now. Do you know? She's trying to go to opening night. That, she bought tickets the day they went okay, on sale. That's December 3rd against Vancouver. So you're going to make her wait to the first and then tell her, hey, that, that's not how you do it. Come on. You're big time. You're big time down there. They're owned by Joe Sy. Yeah. Isn't he in New Jersey? Joe lives right here in La Jolla. And he hasn't built a brand new I, arena? I'd like to know what Joe Sy would think. A guy who's... Got a little dirt under his nails, who's accomplished some things in life. I'd like him to tell me what he thinks about his ham and egg PA announcer because that's not my job. Boy, oh boy. Boy, oh boy. Wouldn't that be interesting to see Joe's reaction to that? Yeah, you know what else isn't your job? Being the PA announcer anymore. Keep walking, flat ass. Who's easier for Joe's side to deal with right now? Stephen Woods or Kyrie Irving? Uh, Kyrie. <laughs> I just, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. I was so flustered. Any said, chance Joe calls Steve into his office? Joe wouldn't know Steve if they were in an elevator by themselves. <laughs> what would he say to Steve? Hey, hold this. <laughs> And it'd be his empty coffee cup. 
<laughs> Get your hands out of your pocket. Stop looking for a friend, weirdo. Clutchy. Uh. <laughs> So, we'll figure it out. Michelle, I told Michelle, I said, yeah. Dave and I, I drug Costa into it, too. I don't know where Mike's going to go, but Mike will get the word oh, out. Oh, Mike jumped right into it on Twitter. He loved Did it. Did he? Oh, fuck yeah, he loved it. As soon as we had a chance. Oh, my God. I just, He listen. hammered him right away. Hammered Steve? Killed him. Killed him. If I wasn't in a nine-hour drive down here, uh, yeah. So, Michelle, we're on <laughs> Mike it. Mike wrote, wow, what a typical fuck-your-own-face Fans response from Woods. Yeah, it is though. A little graphic. Maybe not exactly the way I'd phrase it, but it kind of is. Hey, pound sand, I got a parking pass. Check me out. <laughs> if it was Did uh, I give him the purple blazer or did he go buy it? Oh, he went and bought it. Give me the Arsenio Hall collection. Yes. Where am I going? Exactly. But if Brian McGrady had problems with seats, oh, God, let me run down there. You can have my seats. Yeah, who are your friends going to be next year? Fucking O'Grady's gone, so is Schumacher. Now what? Now what? Yeah, now what? <laughs> I just, so we'll step in. I told Michelle, yeah. nothing worse than being frustrated. And that's why you have friends like us. We jump right in. We have good people over there. They're a well-run organization. Something got through the cracks, but we'll make sure the right people get the word and we'll, we'll get her squared away in plenty of time. Perfect. That's what we do. Solving problems. Solving problems. That's why people come here. <laughs> I, I'll tell you what, and I don't want to play this card Yeah. for the SEALs. We're going to give them plenty of time. Mistakes happen. I got it. But if they don't move quick, Jim Bentoncourt can arrest people. Dude, I love it. Annie Contasio. Yeah. In they the took face. her money. And they haven't delivered the goods. I'm pretty sure that's Grand Theft, not Grand Theft Auto, but Grand Theft Lacrosse. And uh, and you're going to get it. You're going to get it. Jim's got that police car. That's it. I'll be there for a drive along. How many uniforms do you think Jim has? Well, he looked like he was living his best life today when he had the two news anchors down there. Uh, probably five. Five. You think that many? That many CHP uniforms? They used to take them to the dry cleaners? How many do you think he is? I'm going two. No. Well, answer Why the question. Why disrespecting I love one of Jim. my favorite people? He's one of mine, too. Well, I think he's got a legit five. He might have seven. Oh, my gosh. Speaking of one of our favorite people, now that you mention it, because I, I wanted to get it through, Larry Thomas. Yes. Sent me the nicest birthday gift in the mail today. He did? Yes. What he sent you? He sent me sunglasses, and and I'm like, well, who sent this? Because I couldn't. I, the note was at the very bottom of the package. Yeah. And he sent sunglasses, and I'm like, this has to be a gift for my kid, you know, that knows baseball season's coming up, and he got me yeah. sunglasses. And the deal with the sunglasses, and it doesn't matter to you unless you're in your 40s, but dude, they're bifocal sunglasses. He said, I've got them. He Do you gave have me some, a pair of those. Like they look like legit, like Oakley yes. sunglasses. And, and I always tell people all the time, like if a kid throws me a baseball, you better throw it above my waist because I can't fucking see it. Right. And he goes, these are perfect for you this season. By the way, fuck Costa. <laughs> um, Larry's 28 years. <laughs> He's the law best. Enforcement. Yes, another law enforcement guy. Who backed the badge. Yes. Love those two. 
Yeah. Remember, Dave? He dropped them off down here. I've got them in my car. They're great. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, he took care of me. That's, I like to hear that. Boy, and you know what? Can you imagine if that was, yeah, don't don't get calluses on your feet standing out front waiting for your gift from Woods. You know what else? (laughs) I don't want to get calluses on my feet waiting for Woods. Dude, know what else he sent me about two weeks ago? And I thought it was from someone else because he just signed it Larry. What's that? He sent me a guy named Dog Bowl. Like, remember Josh uh, got caught eating out of a dog yes. bowl? He goes, now you have one to match your son. Come and on, he man. just signed it Larry. And I thought it was, honestly, I thought it was a cousin of mine up in L.A. And I was going to call him and go, hey, nobody likes a smart ass. But it was Larry Thomas who 100% got the, got the joke. Yeah. Dude, that's why you go, we're just lucky to have the friends that we have in our life. And we are happy to step in. Yeah. Because we know people over there. Uh, we thought we had a good one. We don't. We'll scratch that from the list. You live and learn. But, uh, Michelle, we're on it. And anybody, and by the way. We might have to repost that hammock video. God. Boy, I hope it happens again tomorrow. Just so I can hear that light squeal. Like air coming out of a tire. Oh, God. Oh, God. Good. What was it? It's banging off the deck. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, God. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Let's retweet that tomorrow. <laughs> now, do you think Michelle right now appreciates the fact that you stood up for her? Do you think she's like, don't burn bridges with the woods? He's my friend. Well, he's not your friend. He didn't do anything exactly. to help that you. That was going to be my follow-up. Yeah, he's not your friend. Yes. Remember this, Michelle. People are remembered by how they made you feel. You made you feel like dirt. Made you feel forgotten. Yeah. He said he was talent. Not my problem, bub. Yeah. I mean, Michelle, we're all in that. You, me, Mike, and Dave. We're all in that, bub. (laughs) We all take a part of that pretzel. Yeah, he shut us all down. Oh, my gosh. Didn't care at all. That's fun. We'll Uh, we'll get it resolved. So you told us on Sunday that you were going to go into the baseball general manager's meetings and kick the door in and say, what the fuck's going on in here? Yeah. It's right down the street from you. Have you had a chance to make an appearance? I did not go over there at all. I guess they're over now, right? I don't know. Is I it only the, a few-day event, three-day yeah. event? Oh, that's a shame. But it was it was kind of cool having those guys here, right? It, I, well, it's always cool. When, anytime Major League Baseball thinks in your city is pretty cool, especially when they're showing it from Major League Baseball yeah. TV. And, and Ken Rosenthal is here. Yeah. The whole thing's great. Yeah. It, it doesn't matter. On Again, if it's your city, it's awesome. So I'm, I'm reading all this shit on Twitter from whatever, Tiger fans and Dodger fans and everyone else who, who have made the trip here hoping to run into their GM. Oh, fun. And so there's one guy that wrote something. Again, he doesn't have a check mark next to his name. He just says he's a Dodger fan, and he ran into Andrew Friedman. Hmm. Now, he says, I just ran into Andrew Friedman, and I said, any chance you're going to sign one of these free agent shortstops? And he go. the guy said something about Carlos Correa. And Andrew Friedman, this is what he said. Andrew Friedman told him, I got some good news coming for you. And so the guy goes, holy shit, Carlos Correa is coming to the Dodgers. Now, look, there's no way no. you could ever put Carlos Correa or Justin Verlander or Bregman or Altuve, any of those fuckers that right. were there in 2017 on the Dodgers. The Dodger fans would lose their mind. Yeah. They do not want Carlos Correa. And he's not going to say it to some... Some well, hold on. That's what I was going to say to you. What did Jerry Buss say to you? Jerry Buss, completely different. He told you he didn't know you from shit. He told you Wayne Gretzky's coming, and he was. Uh, it's not 
He did know me because I literally talked to him every day for two years. You talked to Dean Spanos every goddamn for 20 hey. years. He didn't know who the fuck you were. No, Dean still doesn't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but Jerry and I, when I worked at the track, Jerry was my customer, and I legitimately asked him every day about the Gretzky trade. Now, everywhere Jerry went, people talked to him about the Lakers. Yeah. Whether it was Magic or anybody else. I guarantee you I was the only person in Del Mar talking to him about the Kings. At that time, he was getting ready to sell them to McNall. Yeah. They were still purple and gold. I mean, the highlight of the team was Luke Robitaille, Steve DeShane, and Jimmy Carson. Yep. Nobody cared except for me. So the way I look back at that Gretzky story was I really do think I was incredibly lucky to be in the right place at the right time. Because if you're part of that, and Jerry's there on the stage at the press conference, you're so excited, you have to be. This is the way yeah. Jerry got things done, right? Whether it was Magic or Worthy or anybody else that came. Byron Scott for Norm Nixon. Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah, but this is way before Shaquille. No, I'm just saying he always gets things done. Yeah. So now you're sitting there and you go, man, this is pretty wild. I'm still a minority owner. McNall had taken over. And I had said to him every day, he'd come and buy the Bedeker sheet to get the pink sheet. King's getting Gretzky, chair. Ah, he'd laugh. And there were stories in the Herald Examiner and the LA Times. They were talking to Edmonton. So I'd ask him again. Jerry, there's rumors. Of, are they getting Gretzky? Come on, man. I don't know. And then I just will never forget. He came up one day, bought the sheet, and he just looked at me. And uh, I swear, Dave, the feeling was that I had screwed up his change. Like I'd given him change for a five when he'd given me a 20 or whatever. And he'd always been incredibly nice, just blended in. And I just looked at him, and he looked at me. And I go, what's up? And he's like, uh, you know, I'm paraphrasing. It's yeah. been 25 years, but he's like, you've literally asked me every question. You've asked yeah, me the same question. Today's yeah. the day. And I go, I'm looking at him, and I go, Gretzky? <laughs> and he goes, uh, <laughs> and my buddy Deuce Bruce was right there. And he winked, and he goes, I think he said, uh, I swear, I feel like he said, let's see what happens Tuesday, which was a dark day at Del Mar. And then I remember calling Hacksaw like a douche. Uh. And, and I told Sal this later. And Sal laughed his ass off. He liked it. I was like, what an asshole. Like, I had no idea, you know. But I just asked him, hey, what do you think? And, and Lee said what anybody in hockey would have said at that time. Yeah. Boy, it would be insanely exciting. I don't see any way Edmonton gives him up. And I don't see that the Kings have enough talent to get him out. Yeah, because it made zero sense when you think about zero. it. Zero. For Jimmy Carson, Martin Jelena, and like 15 million. Yeah. Right? And remember, you got McSorley in that day deal. You got Mike Kruzelniski who came in that deal. Like, it was pretty good. Martin Jelena, Jimmy Carson, a couple of picks, like and like 15 million cash. And yeah, so Jerry told me that. But that was much different than just somebody. There was no Twitter, no Snapchat. I didn't have anybody to tell. Yeah. I was just sitting at Del Mar. But yeah, nobody's going to say anything. That's why I'm watching tonight on social media because Kevin AC has a story out that says AJ Preller 
has commented today in meeting with the media that he doesn't think this team, this roster needs a major overhaul, just a little bit of tinkering. That's all he really, I don't know. Here's my thinking. I've asked you this question numerous times, and I've thought about it myself. Like, we love to play the GM game. Well, this mm-hmm. is the hardest year to play the GM game I've ever been around this Padre team because yep. of where they are financially and wh- how long these contracts are. Like, who's taking these contracts? And what do you have to pay percentage-wise to get rid of guys? And so his answer almost makes sense. Like, I better sell people on the roster we have because I, we don't have the money to keep making up for my bad contracts. Really, he did a terrible job with these contracts. He's His hands are tied. Yeah. So, well, okay, I mean, to give you an example, I mean, we talk about Hosmer all the time. That's the glaring one, right? Mm-hmm. Wilt Myers is bad, but Hosmer is the one that really bothers people. Matt Olson is on the block all of a sudden from yeah. A's. And Matt Olson is one of the best first basemen in all of baseball, only 27 years old. Mm-hmm. Hit 38 home runs last year. The guy's uh, one of the best, or 39, I need those glasses Larry gave me. And he, he one of the best players in baseball, and you're going, fuck, Bob Melvin, Matt Olson. Yeah. He'd, he'd be the answer to your prayers. But you can't make a move for Matt Olson. Who the fuck are they going to want? They're going to yeah. want basically your, your top three guys in the minors. Yeah, they're, they're I mean, going to That's what Billy Bean's going to want. Yeah, I mean, he's going to want a lot. I don't know that he'd get all three, but he's going to want three guys from that are three of your top 50 at least. And and the Hosmer deal, listen, here's, here's what I would say. I would say take anything Preller says right now with a huge grain of salt. Yeah, of course. I mean, it was 10 days ago that he said he wouldn't have a manager until December 1st. He announced Bob Melvin the next yeah. day. Yeah, he's a compulsive liar. <laughs> yeah. He's, wow. I wasn't going to say he's a compulsive liar. I would just say he's a pretty good poker player. I don't know about that. But we have no idea how deep Pete Seidler is going to let him go. I mean, Jeff Sanders wrote the other day, you're already at about 180 million. Yeah. 180. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a pretty steep, boys. But let's just wait to see. I mean, at this point, you look at it and you go, all right. I mean, I, I just think for what he's done, I mean, terrible trade deadline. I get it. We don't know what people were asking for, what was available, what wasn't. But now it's the offseason. The slate's clean. Nobody knows better than them what the Giants are doing and what the Dodgers are doing and where they finished. So, I mean, if you're going to be the the king of the offseason, you better get rolling. But they they got a lot of work to do. But I, I don't think – I think when he says things like, um, hey, we just have to tinker with the roster – I just think that's him playing poker. I, I I don't think he's he wasn't sworn in before he made those comments. Okay, let's say they keep the roster, the starting roster outside of the left fielder, exactly the same. Okay, because we know Fam's gone. Yep, Fam's gone. Okay, so not thinking who the left fielder is going to be, but if they go and they spend their money on starting pitching, that's where you where you're going to feel good or bad about the team going into spring training. Yeah, I mean, you gotta the, you gotta fix the starting pitching. Most that's the most important thing on the table, correct? AC said two arms. I agree. They need at least two arms. Yeah. So that so that's Clevenger, Darvish, Snell, Musgrove, plus two. Yeah. Just because you need to have, have every team's going to break down. Yeah. So it doesn't doesn't 
Yeah, the Dodgers lot. started with eight last year. Yeah. They ended with three going yeah. to the playoffs and would still ran out of gas. Doesn't say much about Paddock. Doesn't say much. No. I mean, this idea that they talked about Lamette as a closer, stop. That's ridiculous. Just let him go. Why would you think that would work when he only pitches once every two weeks? Can't well, be a closer. It's well, not like he starts every two weeks. He makes yeah. two innings every two weeks. I tell you what, Dave. Every second, every uh, 12th game, yeah, we fire up, you know. His slider is the thing that causes the arm problems. That's his pitch. Yeah. What's his, uh, what's his closer song going to be? <laughs> I mean, it's just so stupid. You, you completely blew it with Lamette. Completely blew it with that kid. Terrible. Guy was Cy Young, top five Cy Young guy. And I get it yeah, in was. a shortened season, but he was outstanding and has been outstanding. Yep. And you've done absolutely nothing correct with that guy. They should. Okay. I mean, like, I don't even want to say hindsight. We all said it. Yeah. You go and he have him have the surgery. Yeah. And then you decide if from what you're knowing, because he's been under your watch for a year, yeah. the trainers and doctors think he's going to be a hundred percent. Yeah. Like and then, you know, Clevenger. if you offer him a contract instead, you're in a situation where he's going to be gone and you have no idea what the next step yeah. is. The next team that signs him could pull the old, uh, was it Josh Johnson where yeah. they sign him for, and they did it with uh, Garrett Richards well, knowing that he couldn't Clevenger. play for a year and Clevenger. Knowing you couldn't play, but at least he was under your doctors and your watch to know where what was coming. Yeah, I mean, he did it, with, did it here with Clevenger. He could have done the same thing with Lamette. Yeah. Very, very frustrating the way they handled it. Blew it. Um, you blew it. Yep. You're so, right. for me, I look at that team and I go, you're set at third, short, second, and I think they're going to say, yeah, we're set in center too. But You don't think they're set at first? You think we're gonna have a different first baseman than Hosmer? Do you honestly believe that? Yeah, and and that's the other thing that you look at is you go. I mean, you got to figure that money in too, right? Because if you figure, I, I was looking at first baseman deals that are being talked about for a lot, and it's big money. Big time money for uh, even with the CBA getting ready to expire in three weeks, big money for the first baseman. So. I mean, look, I get the teams. There was a story out that the Rangers were going to add $100 million. Well, they're not just going to say, hey, give us Hosmer 60, and then we only got to find 40. No, you're going to have to, you're going to have to work to get rid of that deal. And I believe you're going to have to put 30 in. There's talk that the Rangers would pursue both Corey and Kyle Seeger. Wow. Say so that they think they could lure Corey by saying we're going to sign Kyle too. Yeah. And I heard... Jeff Passon say today that he thinks the next couple of weeks are going to be insanely busy Good. with free agents and trades. And it made sense, I thought, the point that he made, which was that if the labor, if the lockout goes two and a half months, which it could, that takes you deep into February. Yep. And then you're going to have to try to amp up and get guys in. And Passon's point today was, there are players that are not going to want to wait until February 15th to determine where they're going. Where they're going to live, where the kids are going to go to school, all that shit. Right. They're going to want to know now. Yeah. So he thinks the next month, uh, not even month, he thinks the next 20 days are going to be incredibly active. I hope so. Because of something. Be great. Because, right? yeah, even if everything comes to a work stoppage, at least as a baseball fan, you're excited yeah. about what's now on your roster. Yeah. And I think, too, I think teams that make impact moves, and hopefully San Diego makes a few of them, are going to be very motivated to get the CBA done because they're going to have so. a team that they feel good about. 
And that's the thing. Both both sides lost a lot of money in 2020. Yeah. The owners lost money. The players lost money in 2020. Uh, let me throw a guy out here that the Padres could have had all the way back in 2004. Okay. Do you have any interest in Justin Verlander? Uh, I mean, they said he was throwing almost 97 miles an hour. Yeah, again, it's always going to depend on what the numbers are, right? I think for anybody. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, Verlander came out the other day and said he plans on pitching to his mid-40s. That kind of blew me away. He's 37 years old now. So Justin Verlander, again, if I'm a Padre fan, I say 100%, let's bring Verlander in. Yeah, depending on what the market shows. Okay, let's say it's $25 million. Oh, Okay, because he's look he's looking for twenty five to thirty million dollars. Well, hey, keep looking. I think he's going to get it somewhere. I, don't be surprised the Angels overpay for these guys. Yeah, well, that wouldn't shock me at all. And yeah, that would that would be. Uh, Here's uh, the most interesting stat on Justin Verlander because he's, yeah. he's he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, for sure. Zero and six in World Series games. Yeah, that's insane. I'm not paying twenty five million for that shit. <laughs> you got to get to the World Series. <laughs> Just told you. All right, so look, here's some of the money right now being talked about. Okay, okay. this is from Jim Bowden on The Athletic. Okay. Now, we don't need shortstops, but he's talking about Corey Seager, 10 years, $320 million. Yeah. Carlos Correa, 10 years, $300 million. Freddie Freeman, that everybody here would love to get at age 32. Yeah. Uh, Jim Bowden says best fits Braves, Yankees, Red Sox, Dodgers. Really? Six years... A hundred and eighty-seven million. Okay. Okay. Max Scherzer, best fit. Dodgers, Giants, Angels. Even though he punked out of the of the playoffs when you needed him. Yeah. Th- three years, one hundred and fifty million. Yes, I think it's going to be the fifteen first fifty million dollar man. Uh, Trevor Story, shortstop, seven years, two oh four. Jim Bowden says. Wow, okay. All right? Guy hit such a bad year. Chris Bryant, another guy we talked about here. Third baseman, outfielder, 29 years old. Six years, $150 million for Chris Bryant. That's what he thinks the number is going to be. Okay, hold on a second. $150 million divided by six. Means $25 million a year. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Robbie Ray, left-handed pitcher, being talked about for here. Uh, not according to Jim Bowden. Best fits, Blue Jays, Giants, Angels, Cardinals, Cubs. Five years, $120 million. What's great is every year the Angels are always set for best fit, and they get nobody. They get nobody. Uh, Kevin Gosman. So, okay, Robbie Ray, again, was absolutely terrible in 2020. Yeah. Uh, in 2020, and then came back and went 13-7, yeah. 2.84 yeah, ERA. So, so young guy. Yeah, struck out 248. Uh, Kevin Gosman, another guy I talked about here. Blue Jays, Giants, Angels, Cardinals, Yankees, Red Sox, five years, $118 million. $23 million, just under 24 Okay. I'm not so, doing so, that. Yeah. Okay. So you aren't doing that. Not here. Nope. How, how, how old is Kevin Gosman? Do you have any 30. Others? Ooh. I would do that. For you, Dodgers? No. For, for the Padres. Yeah, of course you would, because you hate him. I don't. I've been telling you about Kevin Gosman since the season started last year, saying he's going to be on the trade block. I didn't expect the Giants to keep winning. Marcus Stroman, 30 years Fuck old. Him. 5 7, 180. Nope. Oh, why? Because you and your buddy no. Bob Brenly don't like him? No, because he, dude, he, he's small and he's going to break down. Yeah, 10 and 13, 3.02 uh, 3. ERA. Best fits Mets, Giants, Angels, Cardinals, Cubs, five years, 110 million. Wow. Uh, okay, here's our guy. Okay. 
Nick Cassianos. Okay. Rockies, Rangers, Mets, Nationals, Padres, Guardians, White Sox. Five years, $126 million. He's 29. You doing that? Yeah, $25 million a year. Yeah. Yeah, I am. Saya Suzuki, outfielder, infielder from Japan. Nope. Ra- Rangers, Padres, Mets, Phillies, Nationals, Giants. Five years, $101 million. Nope. Nope. I'm done. Look, outside of Ichiro and, uh, and uh, what's his face from the Yankees? Um, the home run hitter. Um, oh, um, what's his face? He's in, it's one yeah. of my favorite lines in the movie in uh, Knocked Up. Yeah, I'm mind I know exactly what you mean. You know, and it, yeah, I'm not, uh, no, because the, the Japanese players that come here, they're on a different workout schedule. For some reason, they break down all the yeah. time. Uh, Kershaw, one year, 15 million. Yes, I would do that in a heartbeat. Uh, it says to the Dodgers. Yeah, I heard the Dodgers told him, if you want to come back, it's open. Okay, I'm going to give you this guy. $15 million for Kershaw when he was making 35 Yeah, yep. one year for the Dodgers. One year, perfect. Uh, Verlander, two years, $40 million, so $20 million a year. Angels, Giants, Yankees, Astros, Cardinals, Tigers, Rangers. Best yeah. fit. Yeah, I would, again, I would like to see him in a Padre uniform. All right, what about this guy right here? Would this be a guy worth a gamble? Noah Syndergaard, 29 years old. Yep. He's working his way back from Tommy John surgery. For the last two years. Yeah. Uh, one year, $18.5 for the Mets. Man, that's interesting. Is it, everyone what? thinks he's going back to the Mets. Man. Isn't that 18.5? Isn't that the, do they, uh, whatchamacallit, offer him? Isn't that the, the number? Yeah. So Syndergaard's still working his way back from Tommy John surgery. Experienced several setbacks this year, but finally made two big league starts, each lasting an inning late in the season. Didn't throw any breaking balls. Instead, focused on just the two-seamer. The four-seamer were in the mid-90s. Difficult to know what to expect. Um, but the Mets know what Syndergaard has done. 3.32 ERA over 120 career starts. 777 strikeouts and 718 innings. God, Boy, I tried to... I always loved Syndergaard. Wouldn't you go chase him? I would. And I'm telling you, I think he sells season tickets. And I think... I, I, don't you think you got a shot to get him here? Yeah, I think... I I, I do. I, I would be for me it would be worth the gamble. Yeah, if you said you had Padre fans, hundred percent would forget about everything about Tommy John. He's twenty nine. You're gonna have Syndergaard and Snell in that rotation. You're losing your shit. Yeah, you go on buying season Clevenger? seats. Damn. Yeah, I do. All right, Anthony Rizzo. So there's first okay. basemen that are coming up, and I want you to think about this for Hosmer. Yes, thirty two years old, best fits Yankees, Red Sox, four years, eighty million. So only twenty million a year, huh? Yeah. So you're going to eat some of that, but can you get the Yankees or the Red Sox, whoever loses out, uh, to to maybe buy on that? It's sounding like from everything I'm reading in New York that now that Olson's on the block, the Yan- the Yankees want Olson really bad, and they're going to let Rizzo go. Brandon Belt. Yeah, I don't want Brandon Belt. I think he got lucky last. Thirty three years old, four years, seventy nine million. Nope. So I'm telling you, that's why I'm saying, Dave, if you eat. Uh, so right now you're looking at 39. So it's four years, just clean right now. Four years, 60 million for Hosmer, how it is. Shit. I meant to look to see who they talked about as being, uh, players for belt. Hang on. I'll tell you real quick, um, who they said. So if they're looking at belt and belt to me is a non-factor. I'm not a belt guy at all. No. Great year this year. Fuck Brandon belt. Especially at that age, right? Yep. 
So if you're looking at that kind of money for Brandon Belt at this stage of his career, 33 years old, he made $17.2 million, uh, 14 doubles, 29 home runs, 59 RBIs in just 97 games. Four years, $79 million. Again, Giants, Red Sox, Brewers. Man, what is it going to take to get Josh Hader's on the, on, the, on the block in Milwaukee? Down to a one-inning guy. Yep. Um, down to a one-inning guy. But, I mean, Hosmer's not going to get it done. Yeah. But. I think, yeah, Hosmer's like so hard to move. I don't know where you could move him. But I'm looking at. How do you explain it, to your fan base why we brought in Hosmer? But if it's four years, eighty million to get belt, and you just ate, See, even if you eat twenty million, yeah, I'm a big believer. Four years at forty million for for Hosmer. You got him for ten years. You get him for half the number of uh, a belt. I think you do that. Hosmer? Yeah. No, nobody wants him. Oh, somebody wants. Nobody, 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 nobody trying to Come on, he's a winner. Here. No way. Hola, que tal? No. Buenas noches. How old is Hosmer right now? 50. Jesus Christ. How old is that? He's not as shit? old as we think. Go ahead, take a guess. I'm going to say he's 31. Oh, okay, I was going to go 31, 32. Yeah, he's not as old as we think, but for some reason, his eyesight seems to be worse than mine when it comes to playing defense. Fuck, yeah. man. Yeah. Remember they went and got Wayne Kirby? Yeah. Bobby Dickinson to help him Dickerson, on that? Dickerson, yeah. With Dickerson, he had twelve home runs last year from 12. a corner spot. Boy, they were big though. <laughs> twelve fucking home runs. He's thirty-one, gonna be thirty-two. When's he turn thirty-two? Fuck. Let me see. I don't even know. It doesn't even have it on here. Anyway, yeah, you move that shit. Yeah, yeah. Twelve home runs from a corner spot. Yeah, weak, dude. Terrible. I oh, fuck, man. He he's gonna be the death of you. You're gonna have to DFA this guy before his contract's up. At some point, right? Padre fans would love if they did it now. I mean, he's basically, his year, his war is 1.0. It was 0 0 forever. Jesus Christ. I mean, it's like he wasn't even playing. You might as well have had Pete from fucking Coronado playing. I don't know a more hated guy than Pete from one- Coronado. No. Oh. La Jolla Pete's fine. I'm talking about Hosmer. I, I struggle. Been a fan of that team for 40 freaking years. I struggled with Randy Myers in 98 when he came here after the trade and just was shit. But he at least he wasn't a punk about it. No, he wasn't a punk. The guy who was a punk was Doug Mirabelli. Doug Mirabelli and Ian Kinsler. Yeah, those bitches. But but those guys short, short, short time here. I think Hosmer may go down as the most hated guy, right? Oh, he is. He is. He's the most hated guy in Padre history. Yeah. That's saying a lot. Dave, what if we eat Fuck. 60 million? Dude. Of the 69 million. Will anybody no. pay? Why would you? Again, 12 home runs from a corner position. You can't. 2.25 million, Dave. Dude, why oh, wouldn't you dude. just call up your best first baseman in the minors and just say, Fuck it. Go just get him. Call up your neighbor. You were stuck with this asshole. I told you I hated I cut that ties deal. before the season. I hated that deal when it happened. We knew he was going to be a dummy. <laughs> Fuck. Big, big dummy. I'm looking at his dumb fucking face right now. 
All right. Uh, we love this game. Yes. The drive-in to Sedona question. I'm going to give you two two answers. You can drive with Hosmer and listen okay. to his thoughts. Yeah. Or Aaron Rodgers. Oh, my God, dude. I'm going with Aaron Rodgers. I don't want to be with Hosmer. Really? Both of them are anti-vaxxers. Both of them are just... <laughs> you want to listen to him? Well, I don't know. God, I guess between the two, I'd, I'd probably take Rodgers, too. Yeah, at least Rodgers will end up in the Hall of Fame. He'd be like, what was Danica like? Yeah. <laughs> why, why, why did he sell for her? <laughs> that Jesus. little twerp. Yeah, why? What are you doing? She's so angry. God, she is. <laughs> why is she so mad? She is. She's got a little feistiness yeah. to her. She's got a little chip on her shoulder. I don't think I like it. I don't like it. Yeah, he doesn't choose well with these women at all. You don't like uh, the new one? No. I, no. I don't like any of the girls he's chosen. I don't know, man. What the hell? Yeah, Danica was is very strange to me. Danica always, man, she has that big chip on her shoulder, little bird chest. She's not, not my type. How far are you driving with Hosmer? I would drive with Hosmer before I drive with Danica. <laughs> and she could drive, and I still wouldn't drive with Danica. Oh, I'd do that. Well, I'd, oh, I would do that. No way. I'd drive with Danica. You couldn't yeah. fall asleep. You know what I do with Danica? You know how I lighten the mood? What would you say? I tell my old favorite joke. I go, Danica, here's a little bit of an icebreaker for you. Now, this is a visual joke, so we all need to work together. Hold your hand up with your four fingers merged together, okay? We want you to take your ring finger and your middle finger and pull them completely in so you bend them. So it looks like you're giving the hook a horn sign. So I'd say, Danica... Here's a little bit of an icebreaker for you. What do you think this is? Hot thing. She goes, I don't know. I get that is Danica. That's the woodshop teacher ordering four more beers. And if she laughs, we're going to have fun. And if not, I do my buddy Booms move because I can't whistle either. What is it? Tweet, tweet. And I just go out on the street and get a cab. Get yeah. the fuck out of there. She's not laughing at your jokes. Hope Janet Guthrie Good is luck. around. Or Shirley Muldowney's still around. <laughs> what do you drive with Danica or Amy Schumer to uh, Sedona? Ah, uh, Danica. Danica. A minute. I drive with Danica to Maine before I drive to Lucadia with Amy Schumer. <laughs> no I don't chance. disagree with you on that one. I would go with Danica over Amy. I think yeah. Amy just looks like she smells like bad cheese. I don't uh, want to drive with Amy. It just, I would just sit there and just pray. I wonder if I roll the window down during this drive, what the chances are that a vulture will just come and drag me out of the car. Just grab me right by my, my, <laughs> by the cuff and just drag me out. I don't even care if the vulture takes its beak and just drills it <laughs> right through my eye with no Novocaine. I don't care. I just don't want to hear Amy start. So this one time, ah, oh, fuck. I'm sticking my head out the window, just hoping that, like, uh, you know those rocks that come off a cement yeah. truck that crack your windshield? <laughs> I just hope one hits me right in the freaking head and just knocks me out. Go <laughs> Just out. I just hope that Lee Harvey's great-grandson's on the grassy knoll above... God dang, Carlsbad Village Drive and just takes me out. Who did a better job covering the baseball GM meetings? 13-6 years, 97-3. Uh, I didn't hear much. Was Coach out there? No, he wasn't fucking out there. Coach doesn't leave his house. He had. He was sick all week last week. He still sounds terrible. 
Um, was were Stephen Ben there? No, they weren't there. <laughs> I don't think ninety seven three had a presence at all. How can you not go and just hook up a table? Well, Darren had a, Darren was there, which is smart. Which is smart to be there. Coach, by the way, here's what coaches move. I can't yeah. I can't take it. If you ever notice, whenever you put somebody on that's from San Diego, he always asks like three personal questions before he does the interview. Like, oh, no, he does? Yeah, he had Scott Miller on. Okay. Scott, right in your own backyard. Did you walk? Did no. you walk? No, coach. I looked at it on the maps. It was seven miles. Did you ride a bike? No, I didn't ride a bike. I drove seven miles. They have a big parking lot at Lacoste. Yeah. How's Susan doing? She's good. Thanks for asking. How's, and I'm like, oh my God. You have fucking six minutes in this segment. What the fuck are we doing? Yeah. He does this all the time. Every time it's someone local, he asks like three personal questions that the whole audience can't figure out. He does it to John Maffey every fucking week. Uh, look, I'll, I'll say this, and, and I, don't, I don't really care. It'll get back. <laughs> Go ahead. Darren, to me, has lost all credibility. <laughs> what happened? I just, I heard him today. He had A.J. Preller on. And three weeks ago, boy, he was the toughest guy in Kearney Mesa calling out A.J. Preller. And it really takes no nothing at all. If you're going to talk tough, sit the guy down and be like, hey, man, this is what I said. I'm going to look you in the eye man-to-man, and this is what I'm going to say, and we're, we'll have a conversation. Yeah. I think this is all on you. Defend I, yourself. Here we go. I think this is, when I look at this as somebody who's been in this market for 20 years, AJ, I want to talk to you about eight years, and seven of those have been a disappointment. And Jace Tingler's gone. Yep. Coaches are gone. Scouts are gone. And yet you're still here. But what's funny is you're the guy who hired all the people that left. Tell the people listening today that love this team that you work for why you're still the right guy. And you didn't hear any of that. At least I didn't hear any of that. What I heard him was talking again about Olive Garden. (laughs) And he goes, it's pathetic. Listen. Did he talk about the Olive Garden? Of course he did. Look, man, there are people that are in this town that remember when he produced for Mason going way back. Yeah. There are people in this town that did that job, you and I included, that always appreciated what he did when he was stuck with Billy Warndell in a very tough situation, then went solo and really set the bar high for what all of us were doing and was always a great guy, but never, never was always a guy that you could bullshit with, but I think he knew how much mutual respect there was within people in town. Saw probably not, but who cares what Lee thinks? <laughs> Saw probably not. But I think for all of those that all of us that were of a certain generation, yeah, we liked him. We appreciated because he truly put the time in and he worked hard to do it at a good level. I don't know what happened. I don't know where he lost his way, and it disappoints me as somebody who likes him a lot and thought somebody that knows the science of doing talk radio, he was really good at it. But to me, when I listen to that show now, I feel like he's he lost the fact that the show is supposed to be entertainment. And he's made the show about him, which he never did in the past. And it just frustrates me as, as somebody who likes him a lot. I, to me, I listened to that today and said, he's thrown in the towel. And, and he needs, he doesn't have to listen to anything I say. Yep. He doesn't have to listen to anything you say or anybody else says. He needs to go back and remember who he was and figure out, is that who I want to be or is it this guy? This circle jerk that he did with Andrew Brandt yesterday where it was, you know, it's really tough for me to talk about Aaron. Why? Why is it tough for you to talk about Aaron Rodgers? Exactly. 
I'll tell you this. As a dad, I have two kids. Lucky enough to own a home. Lucky enough to have a job. Lucky enough to have money in the bank. I can't give less of a fuck what Aaron Rodgers thinks. So if you're that conflicted about talking about him, then don't do it. Nobody is stopping everything they do for any of these shows in town to hear your opinion. Lose the self-important gene that you have and just go out and entertain people that are trying to get a break from what they're doing, the day-to-day grind. Come in and keep us up to date on what you're doing with the Padres. And if you're going to be a tough guy and call A.J. Preller out, then have the balls to do it. Say it to his face. You have the opportunity. You're looking right there. Your listeners will appreciate you a lot more, I think. It's embarrassing. And look, that's why you're losing the coach, man. You're losing the coach. Hey, Scott, how's Susan? You ride your bike down there? That's what you're losing to. You lost your way, man. You lost your way. And don't pay attention to what people say on social media. They don't care. They're lazy. They're bored. They'll tell you, as, as the great Arnie Kleiner said, nobody will tell you you suck. We will. That show sucks. You can't look to Marty. Marty is as loyal. Boy, I swear, Dave, we should all be so lucky to have somebody as loyal a friend as Marty is, right? She is. But why She's is all any- in. Will Brinson every week? Nobody cares what Will Brinson thinks. Jesus Christ. You lost Major Garrett. He said, I'm out of here. Paul, please call me. (laughs) But it just, I, it used to be so nice because when he was at 1090, I could get in the car anytime between noon and three and for that 20 minutes, wherever I was going during lunch, I go, man, that is really good. That is really good. And that's how you do it. And good on him for being that good at it. And now you got on, you go. You think he just hates working there? Is I, that why? No, I, I don't know. I have no idea. I wouldn't even speculate. Uh, I'm I, curious to know why, why his show changed. I don't know. But it's, it's yeah, you go, dude, what happened? It's not like you're, uh, you can't hit the fastball anymore. There's nothing required. Go in and find it. But I think what it is, Dave, is nobody challenges him. No. And he probably got challenged a little bit at 1090. I think he looked around because Scott was really good at it. Scott's, where do you hear Scott? 1090? Kaplan, I don't listen to Scott at all. Unfortunately, right? I don't. I haven't yeah. listened to Scott in forever. But I mean, I've heard him one time on ESPN or 1090. But when Darren and Scott were back to back at 1090 and when they did that crossover yeah. thing, that was really good. And I think that's one of the things that you and I were most excited about originally in 2012 was having the opportunity with Scott and Billy Ray in the morning, Darren in the afternoon. What they had originally sold us on was they were going to fire Lee and you and I and oh, what? Yeah, Lee was out. Lee was playing the home version. This is what we were told by the guys that ran 1090. Come over here, Scott and Billy Ray in the morning, Darren's in the afternoon. Both of those shows have been incredibly nice hyping you guys, which meant a lot to us because we filled in uh, for Darren. Yeah, we did. And had a blast. Yeah. And we were going to bridge those two shows. And we loved it because we'd go in in the morning, do a crossover with Scott and Billy Ray, two guys we dig, and in the afternoon, do a crossover with Darren, another guy that we dig. That's yep. what we were really happy about. That didn't work out, whatever. 
But on 1090, when those guys were doing their shows, man, they they were they were better. They were better. And, and I haven't heard Scott's show for a while, so it's probably more about Darren. Man, that was good. And when I could get in at noon or 1 or 150, it didn't matter. When I put the radio on for those 20 minutes, it was really good. And I was really happy for a buddy to go, shit, man, that's how you do it. And, and now you just go, I don't know. And nobody over there will challenge him and go, dude, what are we doing? Yeah, I think, honestly, I think he just hates doing that show. I don't think he is. You think he wants to do the Kogo show instead? Oh, I, don't, I don't know that. I just don't think he likes being part. It's hard. I mean, look, anyone who's ever worked at 1360 will tell you it is hard when you know you aren't getting the listeners that you should get because the signal is so bad and people are tired of the effort. And so you and bad get, leadership. And you can tell he's not getting challenged because he blows up the clock. So, I mean, every show should start right at the top of the hour. His show starts always five minutes after, once the show gets going. Okay. So, 105, 205, and you're like, what happened at 2 o'clock? Coach is on it, too. E. Hardest thing they always tell you to do is get someone to change the station. Nobody yeah. wants to listen to commercials. He doesn't He doesn't stay to the clock, you know? And if you stayed with the clock, maybe you'd have a chance of keeping some of these guys. Look, I like I like Darren. I think he's one of the more talented guys he in, was. in San Diego radio. But, man, you... And I've told him to his face. It's not like I'm sitting here talking behind his back. I've, I've told him. I said, dude, you can't start a show and wait till 17 minutes in before you even get to a topic. You got to hit the ground running. You can't sit there and talk about Marty's new furniture <laughs> and Marty's fucking posters under her bed. And, and her truck. And all the bullshit of, of where, where, what you're doing. It just, dude, you got to hit. You got to start right now. Look, it's not that hard. I think right now doing San Diego Sports Radio is easier than ever for the fact all you have to do is talk Padres. Yeah. It's all you got to do. Have fun. Have, have. Why don't, do you think Coach is having success? He talks Padres nonstop. Yeah. And he says the same shit that Jeff says about getting your pants dirty and bunning and sh- against the shift and everything else he wants to talk about. But he's still talking the, the favorite subject in this town. All day. All day long. And Smart. It, yeah. And, and listen, John works in this town. Because 97.3 knew one thing. A, John's a super guy. Yeah, Getting a ton of ad-libs, all of a sudden you yeah. notice that? Good. Good for Johnny. But John, John is San Diego in the sense that it's what we talked about the other day is that there are a lot of people in San Diego that don't want to see change, like the way things are, like it comfortable, like it safe, like it nice. And John checks all those boxes. Yeah. And I think the other thing that John does very, very well is John's very likable. He is. And there are the the older demographic for, I mean, technically AM radio, but they're on 97.3, but follow me. They They fit in that demo. Yeah. And Dave hit it. When, when you turn John on, nobody's going to be screaming at you. A lot of people don't like what Skip Bayless brings or Stephen A. Smith brings or anything else. He he fits a lot of, he checks yeah. a lot of boxes for a lot of people in this town. May not be the people that listen to this show. That's fine. But I, I love him, man. He's Johnny's family to me. That's why I fuck with him all the time because he's just a great dude and he's, Always good to me. Always ask about my kids, and, and it's great. And I think he's just very likable. And him having success after what happened to him at ten ninety, yep. 
going out to the soccers, working for John Boggs, and to come back when everybody in town thought Darren was going to school him and for Coach to be running away with it, I don't. I never cheer against Darren. He's a friend. But for John to have that success, I think that's cool. And I, if I'm Darren, I go, why am I losing? Because I got away from who I was. And if I went back to the show I used to do, i probably win. Because, sorry, John, it's a better show. Yeah. I, again, I think if you switch the two guys from station to station, I think Darren wins. I think there's something about being heard on FM and something about having a, a signal that actually works. I think Darren knows it. He just, every day, he's, he's basically spitting into the wind. You can't win over there. Well, then you're taking a defeated attitude. Well, he's getting paid. I mean, how many people go to work every day and go, fuck, at least the check clears? James Hughes. <laughs> By the way, I ran, I was at the car wash yesterday, and a guy came up to me. Yeah. And he walked He walked up to me, and he said, I just want to let you know how much I love the podcast. And, Is that right? Uh, and, uh, yeah, so I'll say hello to Brian, military guy. Hey, tomorrow's Veterans exactly Day. Exactly right. That's why I'm bringing it up. And um, and so it was, it was very nice, though, that uh, I know you and I always appreciate it when someone tells you to listen to what you do. Uh, yes, I love that. But especially with tomorrow being Veterans Day in this town and so many of you that we've gotten the opportunity to meet that have served Jimmy Betancourt, Brian Curry, so many others that uh, we're lucky enough to know. And for whatever reason, put up with this dumb show. Man, thank you so much, men and women. Yeah. Men and women. Man, uh, doesn't matter. Coast you have Guard. tomorrow off? No, I'm working tomorrow. Oh, Christ. All right. Are you, are you off? To, oh, yeah, I guess you have tomorrow off. I do have tomorrow off. What are you going to do? I don't know. I was trying to think about it. The school's closed. Everything's canceled. There's no practices. There's no nothing. Everything's everything's canceled. I have, uh, I have one practice with the 12U team. That's it. But otherwise, I have the free day tomorrow. Man, I, I tell you, yeah, Veterans Day is awesome. And, and we're first responders, military. It's just sometimes, right? I mean, we, we've been through it where those guys, men and women, don't necessarily get the love they should because of actions of others. Uh, not around here, man. Love those dudes. The SEALs, our buddies, the SEALs, yeah. right? Of course. A, a friend of mine told me that their kid goes to school down the street at this at East Lake Church, okay? Two, okay. Two little kids. And they found out there's no school tomorrow. Okay. And the mom was like, what do you mean there's no school tomorrow? Well, it's Veterans Day. And she goes, well, I didn't realize I was sending my kid to uh, to a military school. thought I was sending my kid to uh, to a Christian school. I'm going to cut your brakes. that what she said? There you go. Not happy about having to watch your own kids. Boy, that's... Well, you know what I do right there, Dave? I blame the husband. <laughs> yeah. What are you going to say? Well, I'd say, I'd say you got to take control of your household. <laughs> What's he do all day? Selfies? Probably. Oh, my goodness. By the way, I've been on what'd my... You, what'd you say when you heard that? You probably just sat there. I laughed my ass off. When any, anytime someone tries to cut someone's brakes, I kind of laugh, as long as it's not mine. <laughs> right? Yeah. I, got, I blame the husband. He needs to get that taken, dude. Get I got, it under control. I got to tell you, embarrassing moment. So, okay, literally. So, my wife's in Europe right now for ten days. She has no social media, so we've seen no pictures. Yeah, she, I see. Joni looks great. Is Joni having fun? And so, yeah, having a great time. Yeah, Good. yeah. Rita has no social media at all. So, uh, 
And she sent me Jay, She sent me a picture. She was in a museum in the Mona Lisa. And, yeah, and at the Louvre. Yeah, did you see it? I've been there. No, but oh, okay. I've, I've. Well, no. I know you're following her friend. So, and then I was thinking, man, if I was a female porn star, my name would be Mona Lisa. <laughs> but I can't tell her that. Anyway, I go to I go to the grocery store. Okay, on my own, which yeah. I never do ever. Like yeah. I feel so awkward being in a grocery store, and I go into the grocery store, and I just, I like I, I, I the lady just checking my food out. And she's Why don't you do self-checkout? Fuck that. So so she's checking my food. There's no one there. There's no line. Why, why okay. would I do that? So I, I go in there, and, dude, I'm not kidding. What's on my on the belt? Okay, it came out to 88 bucks. Okay, let's see. You probably had. Dude, it, it, you, you would never how, guess. How much Diet Dr. Pepper, Jeff? Oh, my God. I did. I bought it. 12, it was right there behind you. I got 12, 12 pack of Diet Dr. Pepper. <laughs> I had 60 of them in the refrigerator last week. Jeff's like, what the fuck? Uh, um, how yeah. many frozen meals did you get? None, none. Okay, what'd you get? All right, frozen meals would have been a big step up. God dang, you just reminded me. Rita had these vegetables. She said, you better eat this shit while I'm gone. I was like, all right, I haven't eaten one vegetable. Oh, boy. I got, no. all right, so here's the deal. I have bought like 12 cans of- Chili? No, Chef Boyardee ravioli, which I see when I was like 12. Yeah, that's what I'm telling you. I bought like fucking 30 hot dogs, okay? Like the Huber Nationals. Yeah. I bought fucking like 12 pudding cups- and like I, a, hold on, dude. dude I know, like I know. Calkin in Home Alone, going shopping. Hold, hold, dude, hold on. It gets worse. I bought um, jugs. I bought Malamars. Okay. How many? Just one box. One box. You How many are in there? They're all gone though. Um, dude, at least twenty-four. I ate all of them. Um, <laughs> and then and then and then I bought. And then there's this big giant bag of marshmallows. Don't even ask why. What? Don't ask why. What are you making s'mores? Dude, no. And so uh It's so, so sad. Dude, it is so it's, sad. I take the goddamn little fucking uh, leftover candy from Halloween, like the Hershey bars, the fun so size. Saddest thing ever. And I take the marshmallow and I wrap it around the fucking Hershey bar and I eat it. And so I'm I'm sitting how many? there. Oh, dude, a million. What do you mean how many? Three bags worth. Oh so God, dude, Dave, so, so so the lady's checking me out it's like this 67 year old woman and she's looking at me and she goes little kids at home i go i hate to tell you both of my kids are grown and my wife's in europe and i gotta eat all this and, and time it out for trash day so she has no idea what the fuck i ate <laughs> Boy, you have a she, diabetic she goes it looks like stroke? you're hosting a 12 year old sleepover and i right. go it does and literally, I was on the phone yesterday for an hour and 45 minutes because I'm looking at my phone. And while I was on the phone, not even paying attention to what I'm eating, I'm eating fucking pickles and hot dogs. And uh, dude, hold on. It gets and worse. Hot dogs. It gets Big worse. Shock. Here's the move that I was completely embarrassed about. I literally took those giant marshmallows and I opened up the pudding cups and I'm just dipping them in and just eating them. Just dipping them into the pudding cups. Oh, my God. And I'm like, oh, my God. I couldn't tell you how bad I felt. I felt so sick, dude. I'm like, oh, my God. My, you know the sound of the whales making shit when they're yes. like sound they're talking to each other. That was my stomach. Just like I'm like I hear whales. That was noise my stomach was making as I'm eating giant bag of marshmallows and like fucking four pudding cups. Complete uh, disaster. Complete embarrassment. All right, uh, but I got the trash comes Sunday night. I got to clean it all out before Tuesday when she comes home. I want to apologize to Steve Woods. <laughs> and I want to apologize to Darren. <laughs> I want to apologize to two friends of mine. Or anything I've said prior to this, because I'm way too concerned about what you guys are doing when you both are fine husbands, in Steve's case, a father, 
And I have no doubt that Hannah or Darren's wife, who we met and was insanely nice. Yes. I'm mind blanking on her name, but it's so nice. Darren's wife? Yeah. You sat next to her at the funeral. No, Cameron I know, Towers. But yeah. I'm mind blanking her. I don't know either. Uh, Leah? That sounds right. Very cool. That does sound right. Yeah. I have no doubt that Leah or Hannah could leave Steve and Darren alone. You think Hannah could? Yes. Dude, I think Steve would eat shitty like me. I haven't eaten that way. Here's the funny thing. What about Meg? Could she leave Mike alone? No, 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 no chance. <laughs> Dude, this is the first time in 30 years that I've had to like take care of myself for that long of a time. Like usually most I get two days. No, but she went, where did they she go? She went to Ireland. But the thing is, Josh was here. It was, you know, there's like, oh, yeah. Josh, do you think Josh would let me eat that way? So what the fuck's wrong with you? He'd be talking shit to me. Yeah, Josh was here at the time. Like I'm literally just me and the dog. I, I'm, the I'm, dog's eating better than me right now. Yeah, it's it's crazy. I, I take back anything I said about Coach because I know Kelly Quintero would could leave John there by himself. You're a goddamn wreck, <laughs> Dude, Okay, I did buy a little uh, fruit bowl thing, like for oh, you know they you cut Jack up the fruit for you. I tell you, you know what the most overrated food of all time is? And tell me if I'm wrong. What's that? It's fucking honeydew. Honeydew <laughs> melon yeah. never it never seems to like have the flavor you think it's gonna have. Yeah, it's fucking honey. Don't dude, it's terrible. <laughs> Cantaloupe's always great. Watermelon's always yeah. great. Why do they throw the honeydew pineapple. in? There's, yeah, I'm like, this, there's nothing there. There's no flavor Just to buy it. Buy pineapple. What are you doing? Pineapple. I got pineapple in a can. I bought it. Not a can. <laughs> I can't cut a goddamn pineapple. Oh, God. Jeez. Oh, God is right. I know. Not good. You're a wreck. Dude, complete. complete only costs $88 to feed me for a week of just shit. Just <laughs> giant fucking bags of shit. <laughs> the healthiest thing I have is that guy named Diet Dr. Pepper behind you. Fuck. What's dialysis going to cost? Yeah, that's you? what I was thinking. The same thing. All right. I want to mention, we've been doing this a long time. I want to mention Taylor Maples. Alan Taylor's your guy. Look, it is November 10th. It was warm today. Yeah. Great out. Yeah. Fucking not good for Craig and his fucking scarf. I tell you what. Taylor May Pools is the way to go, though. Look, your time to swim in San Diego is almost a year around. Call Alan Taylor. Ask about the available financing as we get towards Christmas time. Think about that pool for the holidays. It would be the best family gift of all time. Alan Taylor's number, 619-449-4452. 619-449-4452. Taylor May Pools. Yeah, it'd be perfect because I tell you, the last thing you want to be doing right now is driving. So get home yes. and hang out in that tailor-made pool. And if you're doing it right now and you're enjoying it during uh, the winter months, think of how much uh, better it's going to be once the spring and summer roll around. You cannot beat the experience you're going to have when you have a brand new tailor-made pool in your backyard. And so many people have done it. Talking to Alan and Amy the other day. But man, I, I say this all the time because I don't think enough of you are doing it. Go to our website, DaveAndJeffShow.com, because if you click on the sponsor page, it'll take you right to TaylorMade Pools, and you can see, I mean, Dave, they really are. It feels a little bit dramatic to say it, yeah, but they looks like works of art. Yes. We've done it. We've all been to our neighbor's house who has just the most basic of pools, or maybe you've stayed at a hotel, same thing, right? It's just the common rectangle, because that's how you did it in the 70s and the 80s. 
but you don't have to live like that anymore. Have a tailor-made pool put in, and you will notice the difference. Absolutely. Hey, Dan Williams is the person you want to talk to when it comes to financing. Look, maybe you talk to Dan Williams, and then you call Alan Taylor. Right there, Dan Williams can help you out with your financial situation. See where you're at. What's your credit score? What What are things working out for you as far as are you renting? Do you like to own Dan Williams is the guy to talk to to get you out of debt as well. Don't forget about the Bar Smart Two-Minute Tuesday. It came out just yesterday. You can check it out on YouTube. Dan Williams does a great job giving you free advice. His number is 858-688-6813, 858-688-6813. Yeah, it's the practical money, and now we're into the holidays, and, man, you want to make sure that you're able to have the kind of Christmas that we probably didn't have in 2020 you want to have that, especially if you have young kids and you want to be able to celebrate with family, not only with Thanksgiving coming up, Christmas, and then, man, what do you know? It's 2022. But if you are having financial difficulties, there are so many different kinds of stress in your life. Dave and I get it. We've all been there. But financial stress is just as mind-numbing as you yes. can think. And so when you have a little bit of financial freedom, when you have that cushion where you're able to do certain things you'd like to do while still being able to cover your monthly nut, uh, it's a fantastic feeling that none of us take for granted. And the way to get there, if you can't do it on your own, is with Dan's help. I tell you, borrow smart, repay smart, change my life. It'll change your life as well. Brian Kurz, who you want to talk to when it comes to selling that home right now, take advantage of the, <laughs> the market. Again, is- it's Veterans Day tomorrow, David, over. <laughs> Let's take that helicopter up. What do you say, buddy? We're going to go over Black's Beach. Hopefully, it's on a good old-fashioned sausage fest. Maybe we got some uh, college interns at uh, Fort Lauderdale. Over. <laughs> Keep doing the ad over there, pretty boy. Brian Curry, again, he's a broker associate with Caldwell Banker. He's one of the best in the business, more than 25 years in San Diego. He knows San Diego communities better than anyone else. Again, and he can Couple tell you the difference. Couple left, uh, seven, looks like about 7 o'clock, David, 7.20, over. He can tell you the difference between East County and North County. He's really good at that. A lot of people in San Diego can't seem to do that. Brian's your guy, again, to find the perfect home for you and sell the home that you currently have. 619-251-1588, 619-251. 2511588. Happy Veterans Day to my main man BC Brian Curry. Yeah, when you need help because there are so many layers to the onion of buying or selling your home and all it takes is one small mistake and it can impact you, it can impact the buyer, it can impact the seller and you absolutely don't want it. It is as challenging. Dave's been through it a handful of times. I went through it once, and man, when you are trying to get it done, uh, it is incredibly challenging, but having the peace of mind of having somebody on your team with the experience, the knowledge, and just the way to handle things like Brian Curry, what I love, Dave, is when you go into that negotiation, I love when you talk about that with Brian, you're not going to be embarrassed. No. You're going you're gonna to walk in and immediately know that you have the right person on your team with Brian Curry because of the way he conducts himself. That's what I love about all the guys that have been the backbone of this show. With Dan Williams, it's professional. With Alan and Amy, it's professional. With Brian Curry, you're proud to have any of these people representing you because it's so important for any of the decisions you make, but especially with Brian when you're trying to buy a home or if you're selling your home. You need somebody that has your best interest at heart 
Nobody better than BC. Happy Veterans Day, Brian. Absolutely. Kyle Fluker, you want to talk to him when it comes to your website? Look, if you're looking to start a brand new website, a lot of people have a fear of that. If you're looking to fix the one that you have, Kyle Fluker is the guy to talk to. 619-500-6621. 619-500-6621. So many people have made the move because e-commerce is insanely important. And if it's not getting done at the highest level for you, then you need to be better. You don't settle for just okay, or yeah, we're pretty good. No, you got to eclipse even uh, whatever your financial goals were with your website. Kyle can help you do it. Give him a call. Tell him Dave and Jeff sent you. Here we go. How old are they? How much are they worth? We're going Veterans Day, November 11th. Okay. We're going Demi Moore. Yes. Demi Moore, uh, 57. 59. Perfect. <laughs> she, she hasn't aged really well. Are you high? No, I looked I mean, at her. Uh, $50 million. $200 million. Dude, she is flawless. What was that movie she did with uh, Burt Reynolds, who was a stripper? Smokey and the Bandit? No, that was Sally Field. Hooper? No. <laughs> Gator? <laughs> Gator. It wasn't Gator. Anyway, she was smoking hot when she played that stripper. She was topless yeah. in that one. Ah, uh, is that right? Yeah. Yeah, it was worth it just for that. Yeah. Dude. Nothing wrong there. Okay, here we go. Leonardo DiCaprio. How about him playing Jim Jones? I didn't know. that? No. Yeah, it's coming out. He's going to play Jim Jones. Dude, honestly, I believe he's the best actor going right now. Yeah. Uh, You like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, right? I did. I loved it. Brad Pitt was great in that movie, too. Brad Pitt, I thought, was the best part of that movie. Dude, he was great. Uh, I'm going to say DiCaprio is... Who the fuck's LeBron talking to? Ted Lasso. That's... Oh, is that is that Jason Sudeikis? Yeah. God dang, dude. He looks older than dirt right there. Yeah. Um He's in his forties, dude. What the hell? Look like Spielberg. <laughs> DiCaprio's thirty seven. Thirty seven? He's forty seven. Is that right? Yes. Uh three hundred million. Two sixty, but I, honestly that number seems low to me. If Demi's got two hundred, exactly, I love right? her because she's flawless. Um yeah, I think DiCaprio's got more than that. 47? No kidding. Yep. All right, okay. here here we go. Dude, a buddy of mine went to high school with him in L.A. and then made fun of him because he said he was going to be an actor. Uh, it's kind of like you and your Tony Hawk story. Yep. Ouch. All right, here I have three of them. So this one's not a, not a, you aren't a huge fan, neither am I, but I had to throw one out there. Callista Flockhart. She was Harrison Ford? Yep, married to Harrison Ford. 62. 57. My apologies. <clears throat> A hundred million. $30 million. All right. Okay. There you go. Five random questions for you. All right. I meant to ask you this the other day, but I'll ask you before Thursday night football. Who's the best team in the NFL right now? Ooh. Ooh, I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah, think about that. Who is the best team? Man, so many different things have changed, right? Yes. The way Tampa was going early was really, really good. I still think it's wide open, Dave. I'm sure there's a team out there. Open. I really liked Arizona. When I saw Arizona. Right now, Kyle, they, are, they're, they are currently record-wise the best team in the NFL. Yeah, I seeing them live, they were really good. Um, and Kyler Murray was great. But, man, injuries to Murray, yes. injuries to A.J. Green. right? Hopkins. Yeah. I'll, I'll take JJ Watts out for the year. Yeah. I'll take Arizona just because I saw them, but I'll, I'll take it really, really 
loosely. I don't know which network hosts the Super Bowl this year. Okay. I don't know. Do you know? I don't know which one it is. But can you imagine right now if it lined up the number one team in the AFC is the Titans. Number yeah, one team well, in the NFC is the Cardinals. Can you imagine those two lining up? That whoever's hosting the Super Bowl is like, fuck me. Well, if Derrick Henry has any chance of getting back. He does. You, okay. Yeah. Um, Dude, that when guys like that play, my son Jack loves the Titans. So yeah. we and, and you're a Titans guy. So any chance we get a, to watch them if they're on or just with red zone. I do, Dave. I enjoy watching them. But but if if it was Arizona with Kyler, because Kyler does so many things. It's crazy good. Yeah. Remember people thought they might be crazy for getting rid of Josh Rosen after one year? Oh, dude. For Kyler. Come on. Come on. Kyler is. So, yeah, if you have guys like that that are exciting and difference makers, yeah, I think that'd be great. Remember they played each other week one and the Cardinals went to Tennessee and beat the fuck out of the Titans? Yeah. Yeah, remember that was the game I told you I was in Arizona. That guy walked into the stadium wearing all his yeah, got in went the gear, wrong way, went to the wrong stadium. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. Was it. I mean they are really, really loaded. So, all right, here we go. Have you ever ditched a date? You ever been in the middle of a date and taken off? Oh, yeah. Think about that. Um, I've had terrible dates, but I've never ditched a date. No, I haven't either. Yeah, I've never, I haven't, never I haven't done, done that. I've walked out of a movie, which I thought was weird, but I've never ditched Just a date. The one, the worst one that I always talk about is with my buddy Cheech. When we were seven, we were like 17, and we went to Boomers. Yeah. We were playing miniature golf with those two girls, and we hated those girls. But but we stuck <laughs> we it through. Those girls. They hated us, and at the end, they liked us, and then uh, we didn't really care. But no, we, we stuck it through. <laughs> I'll take it. Good for you. Yeah. What's your favorite unhealthy food or snack? Oh, it's not what it's not. It's not marshmallows and chocolate pudding. Yeah. <laughs> um, unhealthy food or snack? I don't know. When I hit uh, peanut M and M's today, I hadn't had those in forever. Pretty good. My buddy Nick at work told me I've never had these. He said peanut butter M and M's. Yeah, I've had those too. Said they're one hundred times better. Than peanut M and M, so I said, "Wait a minute." I said, "If I put a value on these at one, they like Reese's Pieces." I guess I yeah. don't know. I just said to Nick, "If these are worth a dollar, then you're telling me what you would have is worth a hundred. He goes, "I'm saying it again. They're a hundred times better." Nick is my buddy that came from uh, Kaplan and Alley. Yeah, Alley Rat. Yeah, that kid is the funniest guy going because all he and I do is torture poor Alley Rat. On social media. Did you see today she posted a picture? It's you, her, Ben, and Mike. Okay. And she's talking about how much she enjoys doing the BAM podcast with with Mike and Ben. Yeah. She says, I don't know uh, who this guy is in the L.A. shirt, where he came from. (laughs) So my buddy, Nick, who's good friends with Ali, just even though I'm nine feet away from him, he tags me on the post because she's the sweetest thing. She is sweet. And then I just wrote blocked and reported. <laughs> but he's he's awesome. So yeah, he told me today his those are worth. I said mine are oh, worth a dollar. You're telling me yours are worth a hundred. He goes, I'm telling you, mine are worth a hundred. Are you a nacho guy? Like, do you go to a restaurant and order nachos, or go to a baseball game and order nachos? 
I no, I don't do it at the baseball. That's funny you say that. Not because they aren't very expensive at the baseball game. I love nachos if, if there's shitload of jalapenos in there. Okay, but if you go to so we like on the border. Yeah, my sons and I'll go to on the border, and we'll get K. Oh, that's a good one, Dave. We go there and get queso. Okay, up there, or like uh, Eden Gardens. Yeah, in Solana Beach. I mean, if I'm if I want to go old school. Yeah, I'll go to Fidel's or Tony's in Eden Gardens. Yeah. Um, yeah, not, that's a great call. I, I'm kind of more, not so much the nachos, but we kind of go more chips and queso. Okay. What's um, What's yours? Not, uh, nachos would probably be my thing. But yeah. when you see those at the, at the ball game, yeah. and it looks like melted cheese whiz. No, it's not. It's good, man. I don't know. The funny thing, and they're about, like the Tostitos. Yeah, 100% fine with it. The funny thing about nachos for me, like if it's all you can eat nachos, you know, like you go somewhere and you're at a, at a party or. But you go like on the border or Tony's or one of yeah, those. Yeah, but that's not all you can eat. It's still, oh, I got it, but they're yeah. going to hook you up. They hook you up. My, my, my point is this. I can never time out the chips to the cheese. So, yeah. I'll, so I'll go add more. Like I'll go grab more chips. Yeah. Or I'll grab more cheese and then I realize now I have not enough chips, too much cheese. I got to get more chips or vice versa. And I'm constantly, I can't stop. I end up eating yeah. like three plates worth. You trying to make them here at home with the microwave? Dude, it sucks. Yeah, it never fucking sucks. You pick up one chip and the whole fucking yeah, thing the whole of thing. cheddar cheese it's comes off on one chip. Goddamn amateurs. <laughs> That's a pretty good one. All right, here we, here we go. What's the last thing you watched on YouTube? Uh, oh, on YouTube. Um, I was not, oh, um, I was not. I've kind of broken away from watching. Um, watching igloos being built? Yes. <laughs> uh, I like when you see old school, like live concert stuff. And you know what? I'll tell you exactly. I know what it was. This was great because we always joke about, I guess McCartney was on with Stern today. I didn't it was. Hear it. it was good. Um. We always joke about Beatles versus Stones, and then yeah. I didn't realize there are people that actually like take it so personal oh, that yeah. they're such hardcore Stones fans that they're like, "I hate the Beatles." Yeah. I don't hate the Beatles. I want to watch that thing coming up at the end of the month on Disney Plus, the four-part uh, Get Back documentary that Peter Jackson did, where they said, "Like uh, George Harrison just tells Ringo, hey, I've been banging your old lady.'" And and Ringo's like, well, I guess if it's going to be anybody, it should be you. And then George Harrison like quits and walks out. They're talking about bringing Eric Clapton in. Like Eric Clapton sold George Harrison's wife. Yeah, all that shit's going on at this. In Stern this. asked him about that shit. Oh, he did. Okay. Yeah, he I'm asked a- him about that. He goes, "Did you go to the wedding when Clapton married Harrison's wife?" He uh, goes, "No, I wouldn't go to that fucking wedding." Um, <laughs> but I watched this video, and it's Dave Grohl. This is funny. This is the last thing I watched. It's Dave Grohl at the White House because he told this story on Stern and I saw the video last night. So when Obama's in the White House, they honor Paul McCartney. And it's Dave Grohl playing band on the run. But it's him and Dave McCartney's like where this couch is. Wow. Sitting next to Obama. And uh, who else is there? Like, I think Stevie Wonder's there too. And it's... Dave Grohl with guitar with McCartney's two guitar players and his drummer. And they play a band on the run. And Dave, I dig that song. Yeah. And Dave Grohl tears it up. 
I watched that last night. That was really cool. Oh, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. What's the last thing you watched? Dude, I was watching like news bloopers. You know which one I was looking for was remember Ruben from from uh yeah. Fox Six? Six? Yeah. And there's a Ruben's dressed as a goddamn bunny rabbit and yes. he's running from a fucking dog. Remember that? And he breaks his arm. Yes. And he starts like crying inside the bunny rabbit costume. But I think he was at like the canine training. Yeah, that's where he was. And they're all Mark Bailey's like laughing at him and he yeah. broke his arm. He broke his arm and he's crying inside a bunny costume. Uh, the other one I, I would recommend watching, and I don't know if this is on YouTube, but you can find it on Instagram. My buddy Mike Chandler, who fought the other night at UFC, fought Justin Gaethje, and it was a war. There is the funniest video. Mike lives in Nashville now. There's the funniest video of Mike talking. Mike and his wife, Bree, adopted a boy named Hap, a young boy from Africa. Okay. And Mike has this frozen mask on his face, like this blue frozen mask. And it is the funniest goddamn video because it's Mike talking to his son. And he's basically saying, your father made some very bad decisions the other night that has left his face severely disfigured. And his wife is dying laughing while she's filming this. And Mike's voice is all distorted. And his little five-year-old son, like Hap, who's the cutest kid, is just staring at him. But if you can find Mike Chandler talking to his son with his mouth, it is funny as shit. And listen, when your buddy's in a fight and it's tough and it, it doesn't go his way, I'm always worried about mentally, how are they doing? Shit, it just told me he's in a great frame of mind. But yeah, watch that video of Mike talking to his son, Dave. You'll die laughing. It's good. That's I good. made bad decisions the other night, and now I'm disfigured. He's got this stupid blue mask on. It was great. All right, here we go. Last one. It's going to be an F. Mary kill. Okay. Marie Osmond. Yep. Dolly Parton. Lisa Lisa. Oh! Okay. This is easy. Oh, it is. I hate to say goodbye to Dolly Parton. Oh, you son of a bitch. She's out. You wouldn't just want to throw her one. Okay. I just think I answered the question. Okay. Dolly, you'll you'll be loved forever. I'm going to marry Marie Osmond because yeah. I've already said I'm going to quit everything for her. And uh, me and Lisa Lisa going to the Hitching Post Motel in the Mesa. What's there your you answer? Go. Oh, dude, I'm, I'm, uh, I got to throw a Dolly one just to see what it was like. Who are and, you killing? And Lisa's, Lisa's gone. I'd marry Marie Osmond. You son of a bitch. I'm sorry. I had to. I had to make a tough decision right there. What am I going to do? My God, that is pathetic. Hey, I do have to say this. Uh, thank you to Dave. Two things. Number one, for HBO, please tell everybody you're watching Curb Your Enthusiasm. Dude, the last one was top five all time. That's what I thought. Number The first week was great. Week one is great. Yeah. But this one the other day was outstanding. And that daughter at the taco shop is the funniest girl ever with her sweat or pit stains i don't know what's up with that girl but she is great and i have to thank dave i rarely do i have to thank dave for telling me to start watching succession you liking it huh grouchy jimmy hughes told me today he's told me for two years i never listened to what jimmy says i only listened to requested and and the rest of the guys in our league but uh yes and I'm going to tell you who you are in that show, Dave. That's funny. I said you're the dead. I like that guy. Yeah, yeah you're the dead. Fuck everything with the fuck offs. Yes. He even dropped the other day. He dropped. Hey, is this meeting almost over so we can fuck off? <laughs> like, well, I'm only in season one. I, know, so but I love lot. that he drops fuck off and, and multiple times in every show. Okay, let's just go really quick because I know we're getting late. I'm going to give you a few people and you tell me in our group who they are. Okay. Oh Jesus, dude. Who's uh, Ken? 
in our in, out of our group of people? Just people. Costa. We, oh, that's good. Who's uh, who's uh, Kieran Calkin? That's Woods. Woods. I think you're Tom. Tom, you <laughs> asshole. Is it, as soon as you said that I'm somewhere in the show, I'm like, there's no one I want to be in that show. You know who I'm really... Dude, s- wait till you see season three of Tom. You're, you're going to see why I'm pissed. Yeah. And Greg? Yeah, fucking Greg. I tell you this, though. I like the old man's wife. Yeah. Do you? Yes. Do you like the old man's wife? Here's the funny thing is... Okay, here's my prediction. I have no idea how the show is going to ever end. Greg gets the company. That's Wouldn't my guess. that be funny? That's my guess. Yeah. I have no idea. Yeah, I, that guy, uh, okay, real quick, who's uh, Connor? Wait, hold on, which one's Connor? I'm the guy from Ferris Bueller. Oh, fuck, dude. That's Brian Long. <laughs> That's a complete dork. <laughs> Nobody listens to. Dave, I'll tell you where I was yeah. last time, so early in. I'm in last night where he was freaking out about the butter being frozen. Oh, really? At the dinner where Logan talked. Yeah. Oh my God. You're still in season one, right? Yeah. Oh I'm man, right. there's some, yeah, it, it, season and one's I'm, great. But yeah, so I'm trying to. Okay. Yeah, I don't want to say anything. There's not like, it, yeah, uh, yeah, just some crazy shit. It's it's a good show, man. If you haven't watched it, the yeah. show I'm trying to watch is uh, is Yellowstone. That's what I, I heard start. too. Everybody's that's saying. That's what I'm yeah. trying to get on. All right. So that's it. Again, a reminder, if anybody out there is with the SEALs, hook up our friend, Miss Pirate. Super cool. She's somebody you want out there. And uh, hook up my buddy Ryan Cohen while you're at it. Send him out there, too. Are we back on Sunday? Uh, Yeah, we'll be back Sunday night. Good deal. All right.
better watch out for that sneaky backspin door. I laughed so hard I could 